What's up, everyone? This is your host, Daniel and Avi, and you're listening to the Brown Sound Podcast. We're just two brown best amigos talking about everything and anything through a Latino and indigenous perspective. In this podcast, we uplift indigenous and Latino insights on a variety of topics that highlight the intersectionality of both cultures. Expect some tears, joy, and definitely some laughter. Imagine chilling with your two best friends, talking smack, and throwing a little shade. <laughs> <laughs> And now, a word from our sponsors. Dude, Daniel, long time no see. What are the odds? Javi, right? Let's turn this day into a jackpot. By the way, have you tasted the goodness of the Yawinma Cafe? Bruh, like a hundred times. And the Kakit Restaurant? Top notch. And let's not forget the epicness of the stadium sports bar. The Clearwater River Casino is your play, stay, getaway location. It's not just our thing. It's a lifestyle. Absolutely. And guess what? This awesome time is brought to you by the Clearwater River Casino and Lodge, our season six sponsors. It has been a long time coming, everybody, but we are back. (laughs) Brown Sound. Season six, episode one, your favorite hosts, Javi and Daniel. What is up, everybody? We're back. Did you miss us? I know I know some of y'all did. I know some of y'all missed us. Try to keep up with us. Just kidding. No. What's what's going on, Cheek Long time no talk. Just kidding. Long time no talk. You you know what, Chikex? Uh, well, first of all, we all just make it sound like we don't talk. I know. <laughs> We're just. Well, first of all, uh, nah. I, you know, Chikex, I'm so excited for season six. I, we have just so many cool things. I think by the time this episode aired, you know, we got our website up. Mm-hmm. We got our, you know, fresh. Mm-hmm. Mm. fresh lineup of new guests for the season um, and you know Lay we've got some we've got some pretty exciting things and you know this would not be possible without the hard work of me and you what's up <laughs> you're <laughs> welcome everybody <laughs> no it's it's definitely award season and i saw nishi uh nisi nash go in and oh, like give yeah. everybody thanks because you know you do got to be humble she and you do herself, need to give, yeah she thanked she thanked herself and i thought it was really important to like first of all yes be humble because you mm-hmm. know our cultures teach us that but there's so many people that have helped us along the way but the other thing that people um and i'm sure anyone who has any successful anything uh has going on is it's also on your drive like you you being consistent you making connections you building mm-hmm. that strong support community um you you do got to think yourself and i and i gotta for say sure. GX, with our two-year anniversary for the brown sound yep. podcast mm-hmm. on january 20th we got to be very mindful of the fact that we've been you know we've been we've been putting in the gr- we've been grinding yeah. and we've been making brown sound what it is today we wouldn't be where we are today definitely without our supporters but definitely not uh if not for us for just you know doing the thing and and i couldn't be happier for where we're at today for sure cheek eggs yes definitely i definitely want to send thanks to you know myself and you (laughs) (laughs) if i ever win an award i'm not going to be humble about it i'm going to be like posting pictures with every award i have like oh Oh, you see my award no no i i agree though i think um you know it's crazy that it's been two 
years, January 20th, the first episode of Brown Sound, which is yep. still, I still cringe when cringe. I go back and listen <laughs> because of our audio. Like, just to see the growth, though, from that first episode to now, it's like, wow. Oh, for sure. The for growth, sure. Growth is a beautiful thing. <laughs> I, You know what sucks about, okay, if we hit it big one day, like, I'm going to have someone, like, audio re-engineer that yeah. episode because <laughs> because it's a good content and it definitely tells our, like, origin story of, like, yeah. our friendship <laughs> and how we started the podcast. But it's just so cringy. Right? I cannot listen to it. The other day mm-hmm. I tried. I was sitting through and I was like, <laughs> and I was like, uh, this audio quality. Yeah. So, uh, you know what I mean? I, and also, like, from the first season, I kind of miss our business spotlight. I, that was yeah, cool. Like, and that we was might good. need to bring, that, to bring back. that back. Yeah. I think one thing that I take away from the first episode, too, to now, it's cool to see, like, that first episode was, like, our first time recording a podcast episode. So, oh, like, yeah. Us having the little nervous feels and then, like, trying to, like, be really structured and go by our little paper that we thought we would go <laughs> yeah. by. Like, it's just funny because now we, I feel like we've become, like, like pros at it. Like, we just hop on. We kind of, yeah. I mean, obviously, we go over, like, a brief what we want to talk about and stuff. But it's, like, it's not yeah, as, yeah. you know, bulleted down, like, how it used to be. So, it's kind of cool. But that's just, yeah, I just think it's, a, you know, cool. You're right. <laughs> and I'm, I'm specifically thinking about, like, for everybody listening, when we first started, our very first episode, we had written our script, like, word for word, Uh-oh. all the things we were going to say. And the season, like, remember? We even had the season yeah. played out, like, and it didn't even go the way we had. <laughs> For for as much as we were trying to plan ahead to be like intentional about the content we wanted to share, what we re- what it really boiled down to, and as we've been navigating like figuring out our flow and like our process, uh, we thought no, we just need to make it like bullets so we know we have yeah. direction, mm-hmm. and then we just got to speak from the heart, be genuine, be authentic, and that's what's going to land and connect. And I think that's what's ultimately helped us, uh, you know, connect so well with the listeners and why we have the number of listeners we have. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it's just been really uh it's been an educational adventure yeah if you're trying to start a podcast it's very uh it's good to take like inspiring things from others but it's it's also it's also so worthwhile just finding your own thing like Mm -hmm. what works for you so i I would say that to anybody who's starting a podcast or anybody who Mm -hmm. you know hasn't been having as much luck connecting with your audience uh podcast (laughs) (laughs) just is what i would say yeah no i and i and it's crazy because i get messages all the time asking like how to do a podcast or could you like present to the youth on like a podcasting thing or you know things like that yeah. and I'm always like you know what like I just started podcasting a year ago like I'm not like no experts I, I think what plays oh, yeah. into though is like my job too though like I'm obviously seasoned from being on the radio and like having my own radio yeah. show through that so I get that part but sometimes when people ask me about podcasts I'm like shoot we just kind of wing it you know and go from there yeah. like it's just yeah. you know we just happen to be good at it there's <laughs> there's a there's a fine line between like planning ahead because you there i mean don't get me wrong here everybody you do need to have some level of organization yeah, and structure sure. to a podcast for example like we got to plan ahead like a week Schedules. or no actually weeks in advance like mm-hmm. when we're gonna have guests and you got to prepare them for being on the show you got you know and, and you do got to plan ahead you do need to leave enough time in your schedule to be able to like do the auto production do the marketing and mm-hmm. planning and advertisement working with your vendor you know all those things like mm-hmm. that is worthwhile and you do need to be structured but if you're so rigid like if you leave no room for like some wiggle room for some like spontaneity or you know like in your shows mm-hmm. it definitely becomes too monotone too you know what i mean like yeah. it's just it's it's not it people don't connect with that um one of the things i did want to ask you about though cheek is we do have a two-year anniversary but i do mm-hmm. that i feel like we should do like 
you know, we got to do like a celebration at some yeah, point. Yeah, for like real. Little, we need to have and a- invite our close friends and supporters. Yeah, and the haters no, I was, too. Just and the, <laughs> everybody's invited. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, what I was gonna say though, Cheek X, is thinking back on two years of the Brown Sound. What have been some of your most like memorable experiences? Mm. Like for me, for example, has definitely been the connection we've been able to make with some of our guests. You know, because mm-hmm. we we've brought in our friends and some of our most popular episodes are our friend episodes you know where we just have a banter and crack up the whole episode um i'm thinking of like the episode with uh javi valero where he came in heavy with the shade on imposter syndrome i'm mm-hmm. thinking about like <laughs> the episode with junior where we were able to tease him and like you know kind of talk a <laughs> yeah. little bit about mental health um <laughs> Sequoia's episode was so good because we just, you know, could not. We were doing mm-hmm. the laughing. We were doing the hard laughing where you're trying to stop laughing, but because of each other's laughter, it just kept on going. Yeah, and that was really good medicine. Um, and and obviously the emotional ones too, where we get a little a little bit vulnerable about mm-hmm. like us, who we are, where we come from. Those episodes have been ver- worthwhile. But I'm I'm even thinking to our very first live event where we were asked to be DJs for a local. Uh, <laughs> moving company yeah um, well it was like host yeah they wanted us to be the <laughs> hosts or uh-huh like and it was like mcs a... of a remember that yeah it was a very interesting first event that we were invited to be a part of um yeah and it was i mean it, and it was different because we hadn't done that before yeah uh but it was nice to kind of like meet like all the people we did there at the mm-hmm. live event and to share on the brown sound podcast um we have been asked to present to classes so we did get to talk to the university of idaho podcast class Mm -hmm. about our journey and like creating a podcast and like what works well what hasn't worked well some of our triumphs and challenges uh we've also gotten to present to the hoist uh cohort which is like high school it's like youth indigenous youth who are trying to learn about stem and the college going process those kind of things we had our very first live event at the flying m in caldwell Mm -hmm. which we will forever be thankful to the flying m for just giving us that opportunity yeah. and sharing their pro- platform and space with us i think that was one of the like most standout things that we've been able to do so far for me personally mm-hmm. um what about you cheek x what are some other things that have stood out to you about just this podcast journey um i think for me it's always giving back to the youth like the indigenous youth mm-hmm. or just youth in general i feel like that is something um that i very feel like passionate about like like mm-hmm. maybe like inspiring or just trying to give like you know them young little young bucks like you know hope like hey like i'm just like you from the res like you yeah. know come from the same lifestyle as you and you can have a podcast or you can interview you know the secretary of interior one day i don't know like you know like it's just yeah i think just like being a small little beacon of hope to to res kids is like the biggest thing for me um obviously the live event was fun though the flying m big shout out to them i think the coolest thing and it's still weird is like people who showed up that like didn't know us that were like wanting to meet us and like take pictures oh yeah that was like it's like that's what it's like a cool feeling but it's also kind of very awkward like uh, you know like that was cool um i mean even collabing with Nimi Poo Fund and doing the event at the winery that was cool the business and sip Um, I think the biggest thing that I enjoy about it though is the networking the connecting with other people I know you've gone to a different uh, young Latino what is the young Latino the young Latino uh, professional network yeah like that's like I think those things are so important so 
like networking is such a huge like thing, you know, and I feel like that's pretty cool that you get to do that on behalf of the podcast. And it's just, I yeah. don't know, I just think it's cool. I think um, like I texted you earlier. I was like, I have a really good feeling about this season. Like, I just I don't know what it is. Maybe it's like just because it's a new year and a new mindset or something. But I just feel like I don't know. I feel like doors are definitely opening up and opportunities are presenting themselves. And it's just like, yeah, yeah it's it's, uh, it's cool. I, you know, I'm the other thing I'm thinking about Chicax is specifically the interview we did with Tropico FM. If you remember, um, Kate Chef was mm-hmm. able to have us out there and we got to be a little bit vulnerable about he asked, well, what is the purpose of the Brownstown podcast? Mm-hmm. And I think it's important to bring our listeners back to the original like mission for us uh, to kind of have a conversation about that here where a lot of times, many times, brown stories are told not by our own people. And in fact, stereotypes and misconceptions and honestly, like the bad things about our communities are what what's highlighted in the media. And you know, you and I come from vibrant communities that are family oriented, that have culture, that have traditions, that have good food, that have good people, good hardworking people, um, you know, represented in, in, in just this vast spectrum of people. But you always say we're not a monolith of people. And a lot of the times that's how we're portrayed, right, as the gangsters, as the um, the help, as the, you know, like... Mm-hmm. Never in the leading roles and never in ways that success and our real like issues are portrayed in a way that's like real about our communities, I guess is what I'm getting at. And so with the Brownstown podcast, we wanted to be in charge of our own narratives. We wanted to highlight the richness of our cultures. We wanted to say this is the true things about Latino people and these are the true things about indigenous people. And this is how the way that you interact, people not of our communities with us in impact us and this is how the things you say land on us and this is how the things you do affect us and we're asking you to not do that or to be a better ally in this way so clarifying you know misconceptions and you know helping erase these ideas of stereotypes that people have about people in our communities and we've been able to bring in pharmacists uh, reporters diesel tech instructors uh, people that are running for the legislature right we Mm -hmm. have people here who are Mm -hmm. mental health therapists early childhood educators Um, we've had we have had so many people come in to share their experience and their views on the world as people that are brown latino and indigenous to say these are the real stories of our people and i think that that's that's our goal we're we're here to erase any misconceptions people have but also through storytelling and humor and being just authentically us and genuine mm-hmm. we are trying to make a different impact here in our communities and chicax we're making waves yeah you know for sure yeah no i agree i think that's one of the biggest things i mean especially with native people native communities our stories have always been told by non-natives mostly white people who are obsessed with natives or whatever you know like our stories have never been in the control of our own hands and so the fact that like now in 2024 we're finally seeing you know native stories being told by native people or native writers and producers and actors and stuff so it's like one of those things where it's like it's really cool to be you know a part of that wave of like like you know we're i don't know just we're i feel like it's just uh 
the purpose of Brownstown is a lot bigger than I think we think it is, you know, like it's just one of those. Yeah. Like, I mean, like they you know, the podcast, you know, it will be around, it'll be on these streaming services for as long as, you know, we want it to be pretty much. So like, right. Someone can hear this podcast in like 10 years and then, you know, maybe like, Oh wow, this is how it was at that time. And maybe in 10 years from now, you know, the representation and everything is a lot better. Or I don't know. It's just kind of crazy. It's like, who, yeah. who told us that they're like, you guys are like a part of history, like recording, history or something i remember someone 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 said that and it was like wow that's like real like you were documenting history as we live it you know through this podcast which is that's like a big thing to think i'm like wow that's yeah well and and honestly this has been like a healing experience for me i mean i won't talk for you cheek but whenever we have gotten vulnerable about like you know growing up low income or just you know posture syndrome or my own like microaggressions or racism that I faced and navigated um, or even just talking about my mental health journey you know mm-hmm. the things that I actually have internalized and I get to say mm-hmm. to our listeners and share with you has really made me reflect about like just ways to kind of like heal I don't know if yeah. that makes sense no, and, no, like seek or or like be in community with my best friend here on the show to say like dang you guys that's rough yeah we grew up low income but well and that we can laugh about it too you know that's the (laughs) other part because laughing is is a way to heal but Mm -hmm. um i've definitely this podcast has served me uh in many ways that i did not expect um and also from the feedback that we've gotten from our listeners for example people saying thank you for saying that or sharing that i've also had a similar experience but you know i I didn't know how to say it or i didn't really think about it in that manner or i didn't realize that it impacted me in that way until you know kind of hearing you guys talk about it and your experience i think all that has been worthwhile i don't know tkx i am so excited Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, to get mm -hmm. back to it with season six i'm excited for uh all the people that we have lined up and are currently confirming yeah i, I think season six is gonna be our best season yet and you know the sky's the limit chica yeah. i'm just thankful to be here and sky's for our listeners the and, aquí estamos, <laughs> adelante, right? yeah, so let's talk about let's pivot a little bit and talk a little bit about worst award season Ooh. why is award season so big this year let's talk a little bit about that yeah so i you know normally i don't really follow like the award season as much like obviously in the past there hasn't been a lot of native representation at these awards but over the last couple years like i said we are starting to see more native stories be told and so obviously this year the award season i was tuned in because lily gladstone who is blackfeet and also nimi poo um she won you know her first golden globe and she's the first indigenous person to ever win a golden globe and she's like nominated for all these other awards and i believe she's like even up for an oscar right now too so it's like she's really like paving the way in such a like super fast way i mean i'm sure she's worked you know really hard for all these years and it's like us we're seeing it now like all her glory and stuff but i know she put in a lot right into it but like it's crazy to see i don't know like it just feels like really good to see that like native people are being seen on such a platform like the golden globes are in you know film in hollywood so that's one thing that i did want to i guess share my thoughts on i mean i don't i think if you follow me on instagram you probably saw my stories like it was like instagram story after story of like i think every native just like you know went crazy (laughs) that night like there was this there was this um 
this Instagram page that I follow, it's called Indigenous TV, and they start to share, they share a lot of cool stuff, but they had this one, it's like, if you're Native, or if you have any Native friends, check on them tonight or something after Lily won that, because like, all over social media, like Native social media, <laughs> everyone was going crazy, and, and for me, I think it was even more cool that she also like, represents like, a part of my people too, you know, she's neat yeah. as well, so it's kind of cool, like, holy shit, like, if, she, you know, like, if a Nespers person could be on that stage, like, anyone could be you know so it was just like a really cool a cool feeling and it was weird like it was one of those things like i feel like the inner res kid in me was like it was like a healing thing to see in a way like it was just crazy well i love those heartwarming moments uh because you and i have talked about how representation matters Mm -hmm. right and we've been saying like it's so important for people of our communities to be represented across all the industries and then like when you see someone that looks like you Mm -hmm. in an industry like you know, acting or film or whatever. Um, and when someone of your community, like when you see yourself uh, being represented and winning, it's like, we're all winning together. Yeah. It's, like, it's not just her. It's like your whole community is getting that award and being seen and like validated mm-hmm. and like accepted. And, and so ce- I don't know, celebrated, I guess is the big word that comes to mind. Yeah. Like even in her speech, like she opened up her speech in, in, in Blackfeet, you know, and that's like, that's a huge thing to, hear an indigenous language on the golden globe stage like that was pretty cool and i i was seeing different reaction videos from the blackfeet community in montana of their reactions and stuff so that was pretty cool and touching to see and i think like even in her speech she mentioned something like this is for every little res kid you know like with a dream like Like, i was like dang everyone was all just that's me yeah i was like you go lily you go cousin no but it was just yeah i just think it was just like a really beautiful moment to see and i just you know i feel like um um, this isn't the last that we're going to be see- I feel like this is just the beginning of starting to see more natives like be recognized for their hard work and for their talent and I think that's just uh, uh, uh it's just cool and I also it's kind of weird because when I watch some of the interviews like the journalists on the carpet and stuff asking her questions they're always so awkward like because she's native they like ask her weird native questions or it's like uh like you could just ask her about like the you know I don't know just ask her about acting and about like inspiration you know like it's always like a the native thing and it's kind of that's like a little cringy because it's like like you don't ask you're not asking you know black people on the carpet about what it's you know like it's just different like when it's just because yeah. she's native I've, been, I've seen a few different um red carpet people interviewing her and i was like that's kind of cringy like why you guys got to be so weird about it you know like i've seen things like that too where like the reporters are trying to connect maybe with yeah. the celebrity and so they ask like really awkward cultural questions i just because they haven't done their research search into the communities yeah. and don't like understand you know the it's culture like, you're like it's like we don't have I, to teach you like you can google like we're not here to right. teach you i mean just because you know we're in these spaces doesn't mean that we have to teach you anything you know right. like it's just weird i just feel like some of the reporters need to do a little bit better on when it comes to like dealing with native people on on the red and i get it because you know that's never been that's never happened before so i get it they're probably like wait how do we interact with these people but it's still like yeah we're 
we're still human. Like just because we're connected, you know, to our tribes and stuff doesn't mean that you know the experience is. I don't know. It's just weird. I, I there's a few reports. That, I was like, hmm. Yeah, but like, how much highly or like how much more like like. I, like how how would you know what I'm getting at is but how like more surprised are you with the reporter in a good way that they like took the time to ask a cool cultural question you know what I mean yeah because just with the question the cele- the celebrity for example like feels more at ease I feel mm-hmm. like oh wow they asked the question that makes sense in a cool context that definitely landed well like you know like yeah. you're like hey I feel more relaxed now <laughs> yeah, like you let don't me have answer to that like, we'll have it. a good little a good little kiki here mm-hmm. you know what I mean like it's yeah. just like a i'm also thinking specifically chicks about reporters who uh learn how to say the like culture you know the name right yeah like that surprises me even more when i'm like viewing as a listener um or a viewer i'm like oh that's cool they took the time to right. like, learn how to, to actually learn. say their name right that's cool yeah. um i like that yeah i feel like that's very important especially if you're a journalist or something like you should learn to pronounce the name right if it is like a cultural name or i just feel like that just shows respect you know like yeah know. for sure but yeah no i i just you know i just had to touch on that because i was like lily gladstone you know i'm like come on the podcast hopefully just get all- <laughs> cousin come on the podcast we got some questions for you no we won't be weird and awkward like some of those other reporters <laughs> We promise. Yeah. Uh, beyond the war season, though, Chikex, a lot of cool buzz has been um, has kind of been going about, uh, around because of the cool new indigenous shows that, have, oh, yeah. that are coming out. Mm-hmm. So, like, Disney just released Echo, and they also had um, the, the What, what if? if series that, that introduced the very first... Was it the very first yeah, Mohawk, indigenous? Yeah, Mohawk Supergirl. Right? So, um, yeah, what did you want to say about that? Because I know you had we were talking about it mm. earlier and you had some thoughts on those shows. I also think that is like, it's crazy because it's all at this perfect, like right now is such a good, it's like so cool seeing like all these different like native people thriving on these red carpets and, and on the, you know, the screens. I know with Echo, Echo, if you haven't watched it, it's on Disney Plus and Hulu, I believe. And there's only five episodes. I was wishing for more but i mean i get it you know it's like their first season (laughs) but i'm like just all stingy like we need more no but echo i think for me with echo like it was cool like i mean don't get me wrong i love res dogs too that's also on hulu so go watch that too but like echo was i feel like it was more like of a um like a modern day like like yeah she was you know getting in touch with her choctaw ancestry and 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 back on you know her res in oklahoma and stuff but it i felt like it wasn't just like this typical native like she was like this badass fighter and like you know fought daredevil and kingpin like it was just cool to see like i don't know like a a badass native like and you know and she's deaf and an amputee so it was even cool to see that like you know representation for for you know that community as well but i feel like echo was just more like it i mean there was definitely some native humor in it and stuff which was cool but it, it wasn't super like focused on just like oh it's just like a native this you know like because there's some things that are like super native we were like okay like could have toned it down just i mean some things are like you know obviously you can't please everybody but with echo i felt like it was a great series and i felt like it was just i don't know and it was cool to see that there was so many native people even in the background scenes like all the powwow scenes and like the 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 like pre 
I don't know, colonization scenes. Like, oh yeah, there the was flashbacks that they did. Yeah, because there, I, I know a few people that were in there. There was a girl from who's also from Idaho too. My friend Stormy, she was a background um, actor in in Echo. And then there's Chaske Spencer, who's also Nez Perce as well, and his yeah. Fort Peck Assiniboine. But um, you know, he's from the community too. So it's cool to see like people that you kind of know in this. Like, and didn't you say someone from your tribe helped with like the costume designs or something um, like that? Well, there, so there is a guy that lives here. He's Choctaw, okay. but he, um, he helped with like a beaded belt, a part of her costume. Um, oh, that's cool. But he lives here, but he's, he's from the Choctaw tribe. But yeah, no, it's, uh, yeah, it's just like a pretty cool, th- I don't know. I feel like right now, see natives in the mcu is pretty cool um <laughs> i didn't expect to see like the funny natives from like res dogs or like i saw janice meeting was in the mcu i was like well i didn't expect her. she was <laughs> yeah she oh, was like cool. she had like a little role in it too and it was kind of funny because it's like you just get to see all these native actors who you see in different roles and then like and then the mcu now so it's like that's eh, pretty badass <laughs> it's cool though yeah. it's cool to see and i know with the what if um that episode i watched obviously because you know devry jacobs is the lead vocal um the voice for that um i can't pronounce the girl's name i, I think it's like Kahori or it's a mohawk word and i'm not mohawk so i don't know how to pronounce their languages but that one was cool too because the whole show was all in mohawk language yeah and like that's a big deal too obviously to have like a whole episode in mohawk you know like i don't know it's just one of those cool things to see and i think um i don't know i've been seeing some rumors online about you know possible mo- seeing more of that so hopefully that is true i don't know how true it is but i've been seeing like little things here and there about how they introduce like you know that character and then like an echo like there's i don't know it's just it's pretty it's just a pretty cool pretty cool thing it was pretty cool i like how they played out the episodes and just even showed her developing her powers and connecting with like Mm kind of like the ancestors you know because everybody was stuck in that like other realm or whatever that was um I watched it too and I, I thought it was well done. I remember thinking Chica X because um, I kept reading the subtitles and I and I just naturally like subtitles on my shows. I uh-huh. feel like I can't listen right without my subtitles. <laughs> There's that meme of Mel, um, Velma on the floor saying, my glasses, my glasses, yeah. I can't see without my glasses. And for me, it's like my subtitles, my yeah. subtitles, I can't my see subtitles. That's, that's, that's how I am right now. But I remember thinking, wait, that's not English. I was like, is that Spanish? And then I couldn't, I'm like, oh, that's their indigenous language language that yeah. they're speaking in i thought it was really really cool um cheek before we jump into our topic today uh you know we we've already talked about it bsp two years brown sound podcast and you know it wouldn't mm-hmm. be a, it wouldn't we wouldn't be where we're at today if not for our mm-hmm. listeners and our close friends and family and supporters but um yeah what what are you looking most forward to this season six i guess um i think i'm excited for obviously getting to connect with people that we haven't had on the podcast before that's always yeah. cool to meet people and, and hear their story and their perspective. Um, I'm excited for a few, you know, events that we have lined up in the future that we, you know, probably can't announce right away. But like, yeah, there's going to be some cool things that we're going to be a part of, which I'm excited for. Um, that's just going to, you know, obviously lead to more exposure of the podcast. And um, I think, I don't know, I think this, I, I'm just getting the vibe of like community, like outreach like for some reason i'm just feeling like we're going to be doing a lot of community stuff within both of our communities which will be cool and um 
yeah, I, I'm, I'm just excited for, for it all. What about you? You know, Chicax, I am just excited for these new opportunities that we've gotten, mm-hmm. um, you know, with building out a website, with actually incorporating as a business, with, you know, like having a sponsorship. And mm-hmm. honestly, for the love we get from our listeners all the time or new people who want to be on the show or whatever, I all that to me is worthwhile. It, it means that what, all the things that we're doing are making an impact mm-hmm. in a way that we just didn't, didn't realize. I guess. And so I'm excited for this journey. I last season, we said, let's get vulnerable. And so we did. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know that's helped me even with like therapy and like, you know, helping process things. Uh, this journey of the Brown Sound podcast is as much for our listeners as it is for us. And I'm just excited for all the things I will learn and I will discover and get to be a part of on the way. So I think cheers to that, Cheek Cheers to that. Yep. Salute, Cheek I know, uh, to kind of, I guess, change gears and we shared on Instagram about your trip back to your family's hometown in Mexico. I know yeah, we wanted to talk yeah. about that. I know it was like a pretty, I mean, I know whenever you go visit your family, it's always like a good experience and stuff. But I remember that yeah. you you shared some things that I, I think, you know, you want to talk about today too. So let our listeners know, Chicks, how many, how many women fell in love with you down there? <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, Chick X every day someone falls in love with me. So how it's many not like how many of them were singing for you? <laughs> Sorry, like that little TikTok um, I keep sending you. <laughs> nah, Chick X, I had probably one of the most memorable times I've ever had this mm. this particular trip. Um for many reasons. So I'm gonna start and share with everybody. Um but so we were trying to maximize the amount of family members we could bring down to Mexico. Um and as you all know, around the holiday season, the tickets can get, you know, flight tickets can get really expensive. Yeah. So uh, it was about fifteen hundred to eighteen hundred dollars a person to oh fly. My gosh. So we decided to drive. And now, (laughs) you know, we're in Idaho, which is like northern U.S. Idaho touches Canada for those of us that aren't familiar with geography here. So we're talking about driving from like a state that touches Canada all the way to southern like coastal state in Mexico. So you a road you know, warrior, Cheekicks. As, as you can imagine, that is quite the journey. And I am used to, I'm not used to, I, when I was younger, that's the way we did it. You know, like my dad would mm-hmm. pack up the car and we would all, you know, get comfortable and we drive it all the way down to Mexico and back. But the reality of like just Mexico today, and I, I don't want to point, I don't, I'm not saying this to say like Mexico is a bad place. There is some concerns about traveling in Mexico because of like cartels or like, you know, those, those kind of things. And that's just the reality of like, you know, a lot of areas. Yeah, and I like so, the reality of the U.S. too, you know. Right. Like anywhere. Right. And so there are certain states that have that are have like more of those like issues that are, you know, coming up more and more. And so, you know, we, we we did have concerns about driving so that 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 was one of the things always in the back of our head but we caravaned we went in two cars you know it was me my siblings my mom one of my aunts that had flown up from Mexico uh, actually drove back down with us uh and my tío my you know it, mm-hmm. it was a good time we um we didn't stop to sleep the first night and we drove through <laughs> oh wow it's almost 22 hours in a car <laughs> straight down to the border we we got to stay in a hotel like a motel or something 
something and then we slept for three hours and then continued our journey from the border town straight to Mexico. Damn. And part of that was we, we did have some children and we wanted, you know, when you travel with kids, if you can maximize sleep time, for yeah. them, uh, you know, you get to make more, more uh, distance uh, going down. And so uh, we did end up getting down into Nueva Italia, Mexico, which is where my family's hometown is from, um, Nueva Italia, Michoacan. And um, on actual Christmas Eve, um, and in Mexico, you celebrate Christmas the day before. So I, I'm not sure how other people do it. Here in the U.S., a lot of people will celebrate like Christmas Day. But if you're Latino, like a lot of us celebrate like Christmas Eve, um, you know, you party it up, you eat good food, you're in community uh, into midnight and, and beyond. But, it, you know, all of us, as you can imagine, all of us were tired. We were kind of grumpy. We were a little <laughs> like short fused. But we got there and we had family waiting. We mm -hmm. had all the good food waiting. Um, Chicax, I went to bed like at 11 30 that night because i <laughs> i just couldn't um you know my sister my cousins stayed up pretty late celebrating but i couldn't rally <laughs> i could not rally i could not catch my second wind but you know chicax i think um out of just just being in nueva italia a couple things nueva italia is in an area in mexico known for being tierras calientes so it's really hot really mm. arid not a lot of water not a lot of rain and the other thing is that um this particular area has uh was well the particular the particular town of Italia was founded in um 1906 um and you know it was founded by an italian you know colonizer who brought like agriculture to the area and um so yeah there's that i i think nueva italia means new italy for anyone who's not familiar with spanish uh so i'm like oh that makes sense and uh the local indigenous community is the purepechas which i think i have probably some descendancy of mm -hmm. i mean probably most likely if they're from the area uh yeah and so you know it was really good to just kind of like talk to my grandma and get to talk a little bit more about just like that. You know, mm -hmm. we were staying in the same house that my mom and her siblings grew up in. Um, in all my, in some of my pre the previous episodes of the Brown Sound, I've shared that my grandpa passed away about three years ago. And um, so my grandma was was really good about just sharing like their, you know, how they met. Mm. So they, you know, they my my grandpa's family had a lot of cattle and. You know, the more like animals you owned, kind of talked, kind of spoke a little bit to like how much money your family had mm. and their standing in the community. And my grandma's family, you know, was okay, like well off. They weren't necessarily poor, but both of their families were against them marrying each other. Oh, wow. So, yeah, my grandpa's family did not like my grandma and my grandma's family did not like my grandpa. And so when they decided to marry, they basically were left on their own. They both were like cut off from their families. Oh, um, wow. My grandma talks about how they, you know, had to borrow like somebody like a close relative's like little shack to live in when they first started out. And, you know, in Mexico, people don't have a lot of money. But my grandma talked about how when they had kids, they actually used trapos for diapers, which just means rags so like they would put the rags on the kids and then have to switch them and wash them and mm. then like change them again um and the way they cooked food was over like a wood a makeshift wood stove mm -hmm. that they that they had um and then just even how like you know they had to save all their pennies and my grandma said i had to do whatever work i needed to do mm -hmm. to support my family your grandpa gave me an allowance because my grandpa was a good saver that's something i wish i got from my grandpa <laughs> like he was very frugal he did a lot his money for like the different things they needed to pay but you know he, he even gave my grandma her aguinaldo is what she called it kind of like an allowance and um 
So she said, I, I couldn't spend that all. And he would tell me when I ran out of money, well, what are you going to do? So she <laughs> said, I, I would, you know, do different things. Mm-hmm. I would run errands. I would like iron for people. I would, you know, uh, I got a job. And so all that was like really humbling, I think, because like if you've ever visited Mexico, you're also reminded like you're you're reminded just by seeing. Um, so it's and it's kind of like a culture shock that people live in extreme poverty, right? Not mm-hmm. just in Mexico, here in the U.S. too and in other countries, but it's very blatant. It's not hidden here. Like mm-hmm. you see homelessness here. You see a lot of people like, you know, make like little communities or housing with tents or makeshift you know housing um in mexico it's like very very blatant and it it makes you sad it makes Mm -hmm. you very self-aware of the privilege you have of even like the you know like things you can buy and afford and the things people like wish they had it's you know i don't know so my grandma sharing the story just made me like really think back on like how humble I should be for the opportunities mm-hmm. I have in the U.S. in the U.S. and the sacrifices that my parents made when they left Mexico and came here to the U.S. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's, we're talking about people who like come to the U.S. for a new opportunity and they do struggle and they do um, you know have to endure, but yet they persevere and mm-hmm. you know they they make they make a difference and they give their kids really a different life. Yeah. Um, but yeah, my grandma said my grandpa worked hard. Um, and they were able to start buying property, which is, you know, how they were able to buy that plot of land where the house lives in now. And um, so my grandma was talking about all those things. Uh, I think one of the cool things about Mexico is just the hospitality that people have. People are so nice. They're so welcoming. I, you know, I met so many family members that offered me food that, you know, they, mm. they didn't have a lot to offer, but they offered it. And mm. I think that just speaks to your heart, right? And yeah. the type of person you are where you don't have a lot but you want to share it with others um and i thought that was you know that that again touched my heart like i'm just yeah i'm just here in this community that is my family's and and mine by by heritage by by lineage and and because i'm not here all the time i really don't have that sense of like this is mine mm-hmm. um in the way that my family has it like my mom or my grandparents but it it definitely felt like home just being there um the other thing is cheek X, all the food we ate so like the, at night in Nueva Italia and a lot of communities in Mexico, uh, people will put out puestos at the at the end of the night, kind of towards the night, towards dinner time, and they'll sell enchiladas, they'll sell sopes, they'll sell tacos. Mm-hmm. Chicax, I was in heaven. Like all the food <laughs> was so good. Um, almost every night we ate out. Like we would just mm-hmm. go eat out instead of cook, and um, it it was just so good. The food was so good. Um, I think one of the biggest takeaways of of just visiting Nueva Italia was being able to. Um, kind of just like walk through the town. My mom would point out, oh, that's the school I went out I went to or that's the plaza they call it El Jardín which is like a downtown plaza mm-hmm. essentially uh, there's a lot of vendors there at night um, the town will celebrate like their big events there so a lot of times it's like nicely decorated because it was around Christmas time they had a big tree and they had a bunch of lights out it, it looked really beautiful um, and then just being able to hit up some of the local restaurants that my mom remembers when she was a, a kid like there was this place where we went to get our gelatinas our ice cream and mm-hmm. our jello and it was called La Guerra chencha and so i'm like oh is that el güero daniel over there uh <laughs> you know what i mean like there was like cool things like that mm-hmm. that i really appreciated um we had a lady that is known for um the massages she gives because you remember um in mexico curanderismo is big so like mm-hmm. it's 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 healing but not the traditional western way and curanderismo could be healing through like massage with the cultural like, aspect holistic. to it holistic right mm-hmm. there's um 
remedios. There's like, you know, like a lot of things are incorporated into this yeah. idea of curanderismo. But so we had this lady come and do like full body massage massages and it helps with like healing this or healing that, or it'll help with this. Mm-hmm. Um, other, th- other things about like Nueva Italia that stood out to me was even the mercados. So in Mexico, unlike the U S there, every shop has its specialty, right? So you go to the carniceria to buy the meat. And yes, we have butchers here, um, but it's a little bit different, right? Cause in Walmart, Walmart, you can get all the things like at Target, you can buy everything. Um, and there you need to go to the papeleria to get your paper. Um, you know, you, you need to go to the el supermercado, la vera, uh, the verdureria to buy your like different fruits or whatever. Um, and so that that's way different than here in the U.S. And it, it also makes sense. I'm like, yeah, why wouldn't you go to like a specialty shop to buy the things that you need? Right. Because uh, there's more variety and it's more focused on that one thing that you need. Um, and also the community feel of it. So like we went to get a nieve at the nieveria um, or we went to go buy shoes at the zapateria mm-hmm. or we went to get money at El Banco, uh, which is just the bank. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, there was um, all of that was like just I was absorbing it all in. I was just mm-hmm. like really thinking about like it's way different here in the U.S., but it also makes sense here for this community. Um, we didn't end up um, we didn't end up staying in Nueva Italia the whole time. And, and really quick, I also got to touch on we were able to visit my grandpa um my grandpa's grave so in mexico the cemeteries are like beautiful um they're everybody buys their plot of land usually for their family so it's like a spot you have in the cemetery for your family for when they pass mm-hmm. and people will go all out so they'll build up these beautiful mausoleums basically looks like a little house and they'll adorn it with like flowers and like nice tile and like they really go all out on making their this plot of land like beautiful it's your final resting place yeah and so we were able to go visit my grandpa's and he bought a plot of land for him and my grandma Mm -hmm. so like when she passes she'll have her spot to be with him eternally there at the grave but um you know it was really like i don't know it really had a big impact on me just being able to think about my grandpa's life and you know how how all the things he did like impact us now and who we are as like his family yeah and so i i death is is like a sensitive topic for everybody we've talked about it before grief is hard Mm -hmm. like you know processing death is is hard but i think what i love about my culture is is the fact that we also put an emphasis on celebrating the life of yeah and you know that's really what what we did i was there with my tío my mom and my brother and we were all sad and yeah we were all kind of having our little feels while we were there when i went but it was also like uh you know thank you grandpa for watching over me thank you grandpa for all the things you you know and for all the things you said, all the guidance, all the the love you gave me while you were here, because it right. has helped me become who I am today. Um, and also, I'm like really thankful for you looking after me, like in the afterlife. You know, I, I really can't explain it in in I don't know if it makes sense, but culturally, it's like this this feeling I got of like my grandpa's got me, and I know he's good, mm-hmm. and I'm glad I came to visit him here in the spot. You know what I mean? It, it was different. Yeah, it's the connection, Chikex. The connection from I yeah. feel like I feel like those type of things so that's like you know you're connected to that land you know you're connected to that area that's where your parents are from that's where your ancestors are from so i feel like that's a real thing like i don't think people realize it unless you're like i don't know like if you i don't know i feel like people don't realize like you could be really connected to a a, like a location because of like through your ancestors or through you know because i feel that way whenever i go to like joseph oregon like i just feel yeah 
like home or it feels you know even though i had never lived in joseph i've never you know i wasn't raised there or nothing but that's like yeah traditionally a part of the Walao band of nimipu and that's the band that i come from and so it just feels like the like your your spirit is connected to the land and that's i think because yeah it's like a hard thing to explain because it's like people i won't get it unless they have like those like ties or those roots you know somewhere like i don't know it's just it's just cool though it's a cool feeling that's right uh, it's i I don't know how to describe it, but yeah, it's it's there. And and you know, Chikix, the other thing you and I have talked about is how like our, our grandparents, like they're like, cause my grandma is very Catholic. She's traditional Catholic. It's, she has been always will be like, that's at the core, like a big part of her identity and her faith. And I'm, I've talked about it before. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm not very Catholic at all. I, in fact, I, I don't know that I could even consider myself Catholic. Uh-huh. Um, and we've talked about how I'm spiritual, but not in like a religion, organized religion type mm-hmm. of sense. Uh, but her prayers, like, you know, like they've, they've protected me. I like, I feel that I know that's mm-hmm. true. I know she prays for us and just being like in that space and just being with her, like all of that just kind of felt good. It was good for my mm-hmm. soul. It re-energized my, me. Um, and for people that are listening at home, you're like, that's very vague. I'm not really getting that. <laughs> I'm particularly thinking about like our non-Latino listeners or non-indigenous mm-hmm. listeners. I'm like, I don't know if there's a better way to explain it. It's kind of like when you translate words or phrases, sometimes you don't, you can't right, translate it literally. It's like, it's just the feeling that yeah. I can convey that just being in your homeland with your people, your grandparents, just like feed your soul in a way that's mm-hmm. so like healing and invigorating and empowering that just makes me proud of where I'm from. Yeah. And so that that's I guess that's what I'm trying to convey. It's, I I feel like um it's like an equal to for white people. It's the live, laugh, love. Like if you live, laugh, love, that's how we feel <laughs> in these places. <laughs> I did. I like, did live love while I was down there. So yeah, that's a good it's like you know the live laugh love i mean i'm sure i mean i feel like you know you know like yeah it's just it's like a- i was i was riendo queriendo and viviendo yeah. so i guess that's <laughs> that's a good oh, one that's, that's a good one okay, so let's coin that and make signs for that yeah uh, t-shirts yeah t-shirts for sure browns on t-shirts um you know chicax and and i think the other thing we we didn't stay in nova italia the whole time we were able to move it on down to mexico city Ooh. mexico city is beautiful beautiful Chicax. There's just so much culture. It's one of the largest worlds in the world, if not the biggest. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Mexico City is more developed and you can actually tell just like by switching into from being in this little town of Nova Italia, Michoacan to being in this giant city. Like it's just so apparent night and yeah. day. People here are the focus for like, so, so back to Mexico City. In Mexico City, you know, there's stoplights, streetlights, paved roads, um, houses everywhere. Um, and the part of the town that we stayed in was probably a nicer part. Um, my my cousin did live in a he li- he did live in a rooftop penthouse. I know that that's not everybody's experience. Um, I was like, damn, cousin. You know what I mean? Like it was it was really nice. There's plenty of space for everybody. Uh, they look nice. I um, saw the story. I was like, damn. Yeah, the first night he was like, oh yeah, you guys can go up and check off the roof the rooftop. So I went up and. I was like, dang, I feel like I could see all of Mexico City from here. Like it just, 
the skyline looked beautiful. It was it was it was amazing. But um, we were able to travel a lot while we were there. We were able to go look at historical things. Mm-hmm. Um, we my my cousin's wife. So my what do we call our cousins' wives? Is is that our cousin too? Your like in law, yeah. My my sister in cousin in law. Cousin, my cousin in law. Is that a word? I I've never heard cousin. I feel like is for a... I feel like with my in laws, I just would say that. Oh, that's my cousin's husband. Or that's my cousin's wife. Or that's my cousin's. Yeah, but she's our family too. So it feels weird to like give her that. Yeah. Addition. You know, I mean, like yeah, we're trying to remove fam- her like, yeah. from the family. It feels weird to. Yeah, no, um, that's a yeah. I just I maybe cousin. It's my cousin too. That's my cousin. Yeah, but I'm clarifying. It's my cousin's wife. Who's my cousin? My family. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. So she took us to this fancy um, restaurant that was kind of like a farm to fork. That's their whole thing. Mm. So like you know they they get locally pro- local produce. They support local farmers, and then in turn it comes to this fancy restaurant where they cook wow. you know all these organic meals. And um, for a cultured, I feel like for like not that my family isn't cultured, but like. For an aristocratic, bougie Mexico City, <laughs> you know, like Mexican, mm-hmm. I think that that's the vibe. For me, my grandma and my mom and my uncle, we were like, <laughs> this is a little too much. Like, I'll have my homemade tortillas from my rancho any day. <laughs> This, this is, you know, not for, and they had beautiful art there, Chica. It's like, it I was mean, like a beautiful, you know what I mean? I like Amano. It was like, oh, well, I was gonna say, you're not that humble, Chica. You like the bougie and flex, you know, you're a little bougie and flex here and there. Well, 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 I was, you know, I knew what to do in that setting. I didn't mind the food, but I was, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it was also, was like, it like I one of it. those like really expensive plates with a small portion of food type of yes. thing? Yes. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. So like, it was yes. fancy. It was fancy. Fancy. Um, they br- I asked for a coffee and they brought it in this like fancy little saucer. And it was like a tiny coffee. I'm like, I'm gonna finish this in two sips. Um, yeah, basically. <laughs> And nice, and my cousin, my cousin's wife. So my cousin, again, I feel weird saying this, yeah. but you all know what I mean. She, uh, she was like, uh, I'm just gonna have un café, and I'm gonna have a, a piece of bread. And I was like, Oh, so like, how does that work? Because you know, I was, I also wanted a piece of bread, but then they brought you this giant platter of like, <laughs> like, like bread, bread, like croissants, like oh. pan dulce, like, and it's all Croissant. again locally sourced, lo- locally like made, like you know what I mean? Uh-huh. Like it was, it was fancy. And that's all she had for for breakfast that day. I'm like, man, I'm you know I'm a big boy. Like this little piece of bread is my warm up. It's my you're appetizer. Like, you're, like, where's the, you're like, where's the eggs and weenies at? Yeah. <laughs> where's my tortilla eggs and weenies? But the funny thing too is like the servers were all like very polite, and mm. I was all I, I asked for chilaquiles verdes. That's what I ordered, oh. and and the food was really good. But they brought me this um like what do they call those sunny side up eggs like the oh um, like over easy yeah. or I'm like what are those called? called? I just yeah over easy I think is that what it was? And so I accidentally nicked the thing, and like all this yolk <laughs> came in, and I don't like my eggs I don't, like that. Yeah, I don't do yolk. I don't, like that, I, I I don't. That's not my thing. And I, I was like, man, that just ruined my chilaquiles. And I already didn't have enough of them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I'm like, that's a small portion, and the big oh, the that yolk. yolk went on half of my plate. <laughs> I'm not I'm a fan. I see people who do the yolk and like mix it with their hash browns or whatever. I'm like, no, that's gross. I'm yeah, not, I don't. I'm not a fan of yolk as you know. I'm like, scramble that. <laughs> like, scramble I, that egg. I look, it. I looked at that server and I was all, estás yocando, right? <laughs> estás yocando. <laughs> 
is this a, milk? <laughs> yeah, I'm all, sir, I have three chips left in my <laughs> chilaquiles. <laughs> Can you? No, I, it was, yeah, I was upset about that for a second. Uh, uh, that's funny. I gave uh, it to, yeah. <laughs> um, I was going to ask, so like in Mexico City, because I see a lot of, you know videos on tiktok about it and stuff and um i see that there's like a lot of like americans that have moved there too like did you see that or was it like yeah so mexico city again it's very obvious that it's like more um is it like a miami it's kind of like yeah it's kind of like a big town feel like Mm. a big city feel it's like all the restaurants you know are there like there was costco's there was um hooters there was hooters olive garden yeah except in mexico they call them (laughs) chichis Chichi Uders. Can we go to Chichis? <laughs> so they they had a Olive Garden, which incidentally in Mexico they call Jardín de Oliva. Uh, but just kidding. They don't. I was it's like, Oliver. really? I was like, oh. <laughs> We we went to Buffalo Wild Wings, like you know, because sometimes you do miss your like American food. So we did yeah. visit some of those restaurants when we were down there. But it's like very like yeah, it's very Americanized. Mm. I would say like that's the feel. Yeah, it's it's different. So yeah, you do see a lot of people that are non Latinos that are living there in those in those mm. spaces or visiting. Interesting. Um, I heard more. English speakers in Mexico City than I did in Nueva Italia. I actually heard a couple people speaking English in the mercados. And so, you know, right away your your ear and your your direction changes. You're like, oh shit, you know, who's yeah. who is that? Um, and you could tell it's like people from the US visiting. Mm, but interesting. yeah, it was I still want to visit. I want to visit Mexico City yeah. one of these days. I gotta I gotta get my passport renewed. My passport expired last year, and so I well, need you to know, get that Chica, renewed so I can we you came up during the visit with my family because obviously we're good friends and we have the podcast and i was telling my cousin and his and his wife like oh yeah you know my friend daniel and i've been wanting to come down here for a while there's a lot of cool places we want to check out and they mm-hmm. said oh you're welcome anytime to stay with us just let us know when you're coming and so yeah we got a rooftop penthouse we can stay <laughs> yeah. at <laughs> go down there and find our wives you know i, I remember yeah. texting you the whole time like i'm like oh did you find yourself a wife yet or did you find your wife and you kept pointing like your cut i was like oh no not i, I don't <laughs> I'm good. Another wife, Chica. The other. You know, the the one thing I will say about just our Mexico City trip is that our whole family that had been down in Nueva Italia came up. So my tia, my grandma, my uncle, everybody, right? And we had so many nights where we, because obviously we did go sightsee. We did mm-hmm. go, like, explore. We did go eat out. Um, Many nights it was just like, let's just, like, stay in and, like, order, like, food. Or, like, the women would cook and catch up. The men would play cards or, like, mm. run errands. One of the nights we barbecued, so all the guys were upstairs like grilling meat, and like the women had helped prepare some of the sides, and then they were catching up, and it was just kind of like this communal feel, and that was really the focus. Family, I think. Mm. Um, I that was probably one of my favorite parts, just being able to like sit with just my cousins and, and relax. relax. Uh, all the jokes and teasing we did was just I I haven't laughed that much in a long time, and I I just needed that. I feel mm-hmm. like for a while now, I maybe it was like seasonal affective disorder. <laughs> like, that's that's, that's you know a real I mean? like, thing i'm like that's, that's a thing. real i i think mm-hmm. just being able to like be in community with my family my my culture my land like my food the motherland, the motherland. it was it was it i would highly recommend
recommend um, many of the nights, you know, and, and tell me if you do this with your family. So like in Spanish, there's a lot of words for like, and it's weird that this is the <laughs> word we chose, but for butthole. So we my there was this like running joke we had all trip where if someone brought up a word because they're slang, right? Mm -hmm. So if you they're slang for different words and stuff. So if anyone ever said that particular like slang for that for that word um then the person next to him would say or the and then they'd say the next word or the next word and we kept <laughs> doing that with like my grandma my uncle my brother my my aunt and so and then we would just laugh and then we'd end it and then we'd just go back to whatever we were doing and that happened a couple times and i know that that sounds dumb or like gross but it was just kind of like funny i was like that's this is my latino family this is what we find humor in <laughs> my grandma said el chimuelo and i like lost it because i thought that <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, I guess that it is Chimuelo, I guess. It's, you know what I mean? Like, it's, <laughs> my aunt said el asterisco, uh, so the asterisk, uh, el chicloso. I don't even know what that means, but like... <laughs> Like, like, okay. Why is it? Yeah, like it's it was just dumb things like that that mm. like I don't get to have all the time because I'm not around my family members yeah. like that. And it was it was just good and albureo is big in Mexico. So if you alburear is it's a play on words. So people will it's double entendres the whole time mm. someone's see, if if someone tells you te estoy te están albureando, they're you know they're a lot of times they're double on trying they're making fun of you they're like yeah. teasing you and you don't even realize it especially if you're not from there so like Lala was doing that to me a lot so I would say something he would do his little albureo everybody would crack up <laughs> and like I didn't necessarily know what it meant but I'm like you got me now but I'm gonna get you here in a second in my <laughs> own way and so like I would give it right back in my own way um and so like. Lalo and I were kind of like the comedics of the trip. Uh, whenever we got to like bantering ourselves, everybody just kind of like laugh. Uh, but you know, it was a good time, Chikex. I, I, you know, like, and not making this episode super long. Like, I, I feel like it's needed. If you are somebody who hasn't had the opportunity to go and be in your motherland, if you know, to be with your community, your people, like, go do it. It's definitely worthwhile. It's it's just so, like, reinvigorating. One more thing that I forgot about, Chikex, was that I was able to go to Xochimilco, which is the, I guess, it's it's a, like an, kind of not an indigenous town, but it's like a, they have, like, these floating boats that people go and drink at, or drink on. Oh, there's yeah. mariachis, there's food. Think kind of like Italy canoes, but, like, <laughs> in the river system, I don't know. And also the, is it called the Axolotl? The, you know what I'm talking about? It's like oh, that little... salamander with the whiskers on its head thing <laughs> those are native to this region like only there mm -hmm. and so uh, i actually ended up getting you uh like a little gavan with you know that on it and it was pretty cool so i love mexico uh you know and and i hope that people you know, i hope that people take the time to like just think about like the beauty culture of other places in the world not mm -hmm. just the u.s um and that they do their own research and not just take what hollywood or the media uh represent these places that right there's beauty everywhere mm -hmm. so chikex i think this is a good time for us to jump into our language lesson what do we have today so for today's language lesson we thought it'd be good to teach you all how to say it is snowing since we've been hit with all the snow recently <laughs> um so i need me put in the next person language how to say it is snowing is just he yeah netza he yeah no he yeah netza Iwiya, Nixa. No X. 
No X, but you know you can keep practicing. Chicken. I'm gonna keep. I'm gonna. I'm gonna hear this over and over. Yeah, so I got it. <laughs> My tongue doesn't do it, and we want you in your car to practice with us, also. Okay, we're gonna quiz you when we see you in the street. Um, so to <laughs> to be able to say um, snow, it's snowing in Spanish. We would say está nevando. Está nevando. Está nevando in Paritiquirimicuaro. <laughs> say that, chicken. All está nevando in mi cuarto. What? All right, chicks. Well, we're at the point of the episode for everyone's favorite segment, which is our Shades of Brown Shady Questions oh, segment. This is your first time listening to the Brown Sound. This segment goes as follows. We have three questions that can be challenging or difficult to answer. Sometimes they're a little introspective, um, and sometimes they can land us in the hot seat with whoever oh. the question is in reference to. So mm. today's questions, chicks, <laughs> is please answer absolutely two. You can skip one if you need to. Question one. You're sold as an action hero. What accessory do you what accessories <laughs> do you come with? Out of all your friends, which one do you disagree with the most? And question mm. three, do you remember anyone you hated ten years ago? Does <laughs> it matter now, GK? Doesn't matter now. Um, okay, so if I was sold as an action hero, what two accessories? I feel like I would come with one of those long, like Donatello staff stick things. <laughs> yeah. Um, I feel like I would just want to keep one just in case someone's trying to, you know, gotta keep it on you just in case someone try to, you know, you know. Yeah. And I think the other accessory would just be um, maybe my cell phone or a charger. I don't know. <laughs> I feel like those are important. Um, I feel like you should have both cheek X for when your yeah. phone dies, then you have the oh, charger. <laughs> yeah. What if I have three accessories? Just yeah. <laughs> and out of all of my friends, which one do you disagree with most frequently? Uh, I have a friend who makes the worst dating choices. Oh, <laughs> um, not me. <laughs> yeah, They just don't ever learn even after like everyone gives them advice and like yo but that and that friend is nah i don't know if i should say their name yeah i just i'll i'll have to my you know (laughs) on that one um and do you remember anyone you hated 10 years ago and does it matter now of course i remember anyone i hated because usually once i hate you i hate you forever um (laughs) i don't hold grudges but i just don't you know if i don't rock with you i don't rock with you i never will that I makes don't sense. forgive. Just kidding. Oh, yeah. I don't forgive. No, I'm just <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm native. We hold grudges for everything. Just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> but um, it doesn't matter now. I don't feel like it matters just because they're not in my life. So I'm like, I can't yeah. what they do. But do I like them? No, and that's fine. You know, yeah, that's like fine. everybody. True, but, true. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, Cheek X, if I was sold as an action hero, what accessories would I come with? Cheek X, I would get one of those Game of Thrones dragons. You know, that oh. would be like an accessory. Like and I would eggs? just, I would know, I would just, the dragon, I would just write oh, like that shit to work. And I would, oh. yeah, yeah. And if anyone annoyed me, I'd say Dracarys, you know. <sighs> yep, that's it. Done and done. <laughs> and then I feel like I'd probably have a parachute if I'm riding my dragon, you know, just in mm. case I fall off or something. I can. A jetpack, maybe? Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's. <laughs> a Boba Fett jetpack. <laughs> oh, I, for a second, I thought Boba Fett was Jabba the Hutt. And I'm like, hey, why do I need to have a Jabba the <laughs> Use my Star Wars characters. I'm like, hey, I'm not that big. 
I'll just, I don't even have a, a I know, I, Well, what I was thinking was like a Jumbo the Hut, like grade, like in this jet pack. <laughs> like really oh, with a weight limit? <laughs> I was all, hey, now. No, it's all funny. Um, out of all your friends, which one do you disagree with most frequently? Uh, You know, Chica X, I feel like um, there's plenty of people I disagree with. Uh. I'm I'm gonna say my brother Christian. I feel like I feel like he's influenced a lot by like coworkers and and friends. And so a lot of the times when like things come up in like things come up in like the media, mm-hmm. we tend to differ on opinions on a lot of things. Like I get his point and I know where he's going, but at the same time, I'm like oh, I think there's more factors to consider than just like that. But it's all it's always good. Like we never like disagree in like explosive ways. It's more like a, okay, like agree to disagree. Like you have your point, I have mine, and you know it's it's pretty yeah. like. And, we, and with Christian, I, right? And with Christian, I have a really great relationship. He's my, you know, one of my. He's my brother, first of all, but he's also like a really close friend. Like I value his opinions mm-hmm. and what he has to say. Do you uh, remember anyone you hated ten years ago? Yeah, yeah, I do. It <laughs> doesn't matter now. No, I think you and I have talked about this before. But like the things that mattered to you as a younger person, like let's say even high school, even in college, like your world was a lot smaller then than it is now. So now looking back on a lot of things that like, you know, were like, like life or death in my head, life or death, like situations, it's like, nah, like you were just, you know, like it, that was not <laughs> it. Like that didn't matter. It doesn't matter now. Uh-huh. And the other thing Cheek X is with those kind of ideas or those kind of mindsets, like if you don't grow out of them, I, I feel like you're not growing. And I feel like the people that like did me dirty or had, mm. you know, gave me reasons to be upset about, like are still kind of in that same headspace, you know, and I've moved on. So I, yes, doesn't matter. Um, and yeah, and it, just retrospective and growth. It, it does not mm-hmm. matter. Um, all right, Chick X. Well, I think this brings us to the end of our season one episode. I am so excited for season six. There is a lot of cool things that are going to be happening. You know, our website's going to be coming out soon where we have some sponsorships, which is great. And I feel feel like the 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 level of we're bringing it is like we're bringing it bringing it there's going to be a lot of cool content you and i are going to continue to be vulnerable we're definitely going to continue to use humor um and i'm excited for what's to come cheek x any last closing thoughts for you um you know i think my last closing thoughts is um again just appreciate all the support out there that people give us um that's always cool stay tuned to you know we have some really cool upcoming you know activities that we're going to be a part of that we're excited to share with you all yeah. at a later date um and other than that i mean give us a follow on instagram if you haven't yet where you just you know you can find us at the brown sound podcast on instagram that's where we share everything javi is uh, a beast at our social media uh, oh. posts so oh. <laughs> so go and go and give us a double tap and a follow <laughs> give yeah. javi a love tap <laughs> oh. A consenting one? Nah, nah. Yeah. yeah. The other thing, Cheek is uh, we are available on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. So give us a follow there, too, mm-hmm. because anytime we drop a new episode, you'll be notified. And as always, we appreciate five-star ratings. Love what we're doing. Show us the love and give us a five-star rating. All right, Cheek Well, I'm excited for what's to come. Um, our next guest on the next episode is going to be fire. Stay tuned for that. And as always, we will see you next time. Adios. Code to heck news. 
And muchas gracias for listening to the Brown Sound Podcast. We've had a blast with you all today and make sure to tune in next time. To follow us more closely, check us out on Instagram at the Brown Sound Podcast. For partnership opportunities or just wanting to get a hold of us, shoot us a DM on Instagram. Disclaimer, the thoughts and opinions expressed on this podcast are those of the host and hosts only.